Welcome to the Optimal You podcast. This is pharmacist Steve Ersfeld. Grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 25 of the Ersfeld Pharmacy Optimal You podcast. I'm your host, pharmacist Steve Ersfeld. The goal of the podcast is to discuss different health topics that might be helpful to you in your journey to becoming the optimal you. If you listen all the way to the end of the podcast, I have a special offer for you as a gift for taking the time to listen. Today's guest is Brittany Kuderna, nurse practitioner and a natural family planning instructor. Uh, before we start a visit with Brittany, I'd like to let the listeners know that this podcast provides general information and a discussion about health and health-related subjects. The information provided in this podcast is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice, nor is the information a substitute for professional medical expertise or treatment. So a little background on Brittany. Uh, she's a Catholic wife, mother to four, nurse practitioner, and educator. She's been blessed with several beautiful vocations. Her nursing career started in her hometown of Dickinson, North Dakota, Go Blue Hawks, um, where she obtained her BSN in 2010. She quickly knew she wanted to do more in caring for people, so she began to, her pursuit to become a nurse practitioner which took her and her husband, Colin, to the University of Wisconsin in Eclair, uh, Wisconsin. As a newly married couple and while working toward her doctorate in nursing, God took them down a road of personal health struggles that led to a passion for natural, natural women's health and natural family planning. For both personal and professional desires, she worked closely with the Institute of NFP at Marquette University to become a certified Marquette NFP instructor. After working for a few years in Wisconsin, they followed their hearts back closer to family and the Bismarck Manan community that has always felt like home. So she continues her career in family medicine at CHI St. Alexis. Um, and with that, Brittany, I'm just going to let you fill in what's going on now in your life and your practice. So welcome. Yes. Great. Great. Thank you. Thank you again for having me here. This is this is exciting. Um, I'm always happy to share just, yeah, a little bit on my personal journey. And like we said, diving into NFP and a little bit more about that. So just, yeah, to continue and, and kind of finish to, like you said, where my journey has been to today, um, after we moved back. So I've, I'm currently in practice part-time at CHI at St. Alexis as a family nurse practitioner, family medicine, um, as well as then, um, adding to that, then NFP instruction. So some of that overlaps, we were just visiting a little bit about that and we'll clarify that, but, um, I do teach as an NFP instructor, both in the clinic and separate. So as part of the diocese of Bismarck, I'm a Marquette method instructor and just in the community as well for couples who just read reach out to me independently. Um, and then more recently in the last now going almost three years, um, I had the opportunity to join the University of Mary uh, Doctorate of Nursing Practice program for nurse practitioners. And so I am a uh, faculty member out there as well, which has been exciting and challenging all over again. As I finally had my feet under me as a as a practitioner, now I'm diving into the world of academics, which is uh, quite humbling, we'll say. Yeah, lesson planning now, huh? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Trying to integrate it all. It's, it's been a challenge, but it's beautiful. So you're, you're juggling a lot, man. A couple of different practices, four children. Uh, we talked like your husband has a, a physical therapy practice as well. How do you, how do you manage all that? And how do you try and keep it as low stress as possible? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. That's a million dollar question, but 
day by day, um, day by day, for sure. Um, just taking it moment by moment and, um, yeah, really trying to, we're a team, right? Everybody's a team and you have your tribe that's helping you along with it all. So the blessing, uh, for us more recently has been that kind of shift in, in my personal, um, career has been from just, just stepping away from practice a little bit. So like I said, part-time practice and part-time out at the university, which has allowed me just a little bit more flexibility in my, um, in my just day-to-day operations, right? So that I can still continue to be a full-time mom, uh, and wife within that too. So yeah, it's a tricky balance, but I, uh, it gets a little overwhelming and, and scary at times, but like I said, you just got to focus on the day-to-day and, and that's, that's where you enjoy it. Take a big, deep breath. Um, we had, uh, we had the opportunity of having our two and a half year old, um, granddaughter with us for a week here, a couple of weeks back. And, you know, I, there's a reason that, that you don't have kids in your fifties because man, we were like gasped by the end of the week. It's like, woo. So very fun. Yep. Though. Wouldn't trade that time for anything, but you know, the, the three thirty wake up call was like, are we up for the day? I guess we are. So. Right. Uh, yeah. We well, are. We hear that often from our family and friends around us too, but. Yeah. And then summer, right. We were just talking about summer. That adds a whole nother layer to, to right. all the. Totally. So uh, NFP, natural family planning, for me, my, you know, my experience with that goes back to high school when, you know, I'm a Trinity High School graduate and we had a course, a small course as part of our religion class. So I know things have evolved and you've you've got a lot to tell about that. So I guess let's just dive in on what it is and and, uh, what's going on with it. Sure. So um, I think you're right in too that that's people, whether of any age, whether that's young high school students or um, sometimes adults or um, even we'll say aging adults, right? Moving into like the perimenopause. I, t- I uh, work with couples in all of that spectrum, but I always kind of go back to like, it's okay. So just exactly what you just said, even as health professionals um, or as just, you know, community members, lay people, whatever, if you have nothing if you know nothing about health, um, the health related field that where we start with, where I start and, um, with that NFP education, or just, we'll say women's health or cycle education, um, is laying that foundation that that's okay. If, you know, if you're just starting from the very beginning, cause I was there too. So again, a piece that I always share with, with couples or women that I'm talking to is that, um, and actually where my personal journey starts, because that's such a big part of why I do what I do, right. Is, has been our own personal, I say myself, and then my husband, as we got married, our own personal journey, um, that I was a, a registered nurse at the time. Yes, I was registered nurse when we first got engaged. So working as a nurse, having gone through a bachelor's degree, I thought I knew health, health and women's health pretty well, um, especially my own health. Like we should be more attuned to that, right? When you're in the health field, but it turns out I was probably more oblivious to my own health than anything. Um, so again, I relate to people of any spectrum, right. In that area where you might not know a lot coming in and that's, that is absolutely fine. Um, but so I was at that point myself, like I said, where, where as a nurse and then engaged in a newly married couple with my husband and I, when we started, um, so actually in our pre-marriage preparation is where we were first introduced to natural family planning. Um, even being raised Catholic, we didn't have a ton of, or any actually, um, prior knowledge of, of NFP or a church teaching on, on fertility, um, or just from a natural health perspective. I didn't really understand my cycle. We didn't talk a lot about that stuff growing up. 
Uh, so yeah, so that led to then being, you know, in our twenties and getting engaged and starting to talk about planning a family when you're like, well, actually I don't know much about this stuff. <laughs> But so one of the blessings that came from that was that we were required to take a NFP course through the church, um, which then very quickly uh, was was really a, a an eye opening experience. Right. It, it allowed us to chart our cycle, my cycle together as future husband and wife and realize it was pretty obvious real quick. And again, having some healthcare background, we were able to really quickly identify things are not right with my cycle. I think it just, things weren't looking right. It was um, messy. We'll just leave it at that without all the details to it and try not to uh, go too, too uh, long-winded here. Anyway, so that quickly pointed out some health uh, issues we'll say with, with myself and my cycle. Uh, but again, I point all these things out because it's so many, so relatable to a lot of people's journeys too, in just health and and fertility. Um, with that cycle, with having our our, our cycles charted, then it was like I said, it took us. Then our NFP instructor at that time said, "Let's have you talk to a, a physician who's trained in in NFP or has a background in it." So, and then we were moving to Wisconsin. So that's that's kind of again where all these other doors started to open up. And when we moved out there and now we're married and kind of just beginning to open the door, open the, the conversation of like, what is going on with our, with my fertility and and what is this going to look like for our future family and hopes for a family? Um, so we were, after a couple uh, experiences, we were meeting with healthcare providers who weren't super helpful in this realm as far as um, we weren't necessarily like ready to get pregnant or to take steps because I, because it didn't seem like I could get pregnant at that time. We weren't ready to dive down the road of, of, um, you know, fertility induction and things like that, but we wanted to fix the root of the problem. And I know, you know, you, you know, that's your work too, right. Is, is really diving into the root cause of the problem or the disease. And that's just where my mind and my heart always go naturally with anything, not just fertility, but when somebody comes in with any concern, I'm, you know, let's go back and figure out and keep digging and find the root of the problem and fix that, you know, obviously for benefit of long-term health. So anyway, so even before I really knew what I was getting into with NFP, that's where my mind was going with my own health. So again, um, with knowing that there was a problem there and um, the, the first OBGYN that I went to that did have some background in NFP, um, that's kind of where it stopped. There wasn't a whole lot more there. Like, yes, you have some abnormal cycle hormone issues, but until you're ready to get pregnant, I don't know what more you want to do right now. Uh, so I kept looking. I found another healthcare provider who was able to help. Um, this led me down the road of NAPRO technology. Um and a little bit more functional medicine, actually. So that provider at that time in Wisconsin then was took my chart, did some further uh, blood work to kind of dive deeper, look more upstream. Um, some some concepts that really, again, like in standard medicine, might not be first first to be looked at or dived into, but um, quickly found a we'll say like um, not typical, but still a diagnosis of PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome. So for me, that was huge just to have like, this is what's going on now. Let's develop a plan and let's treat it. Right. That's a kind of a whole nother conversation about PCOS management. But um, again, I'll just keep it short in the point that again, we're working with a functional medicine and an APRO, NAPRO, NAPRO technology provider who stays true to the Catholic church teaching and blends that beautifully with natural health. So we focused on lifestyle, nutrition, exercise. So is is, you mentioned NAPRO technology. NAPRO technology, is that a synonym for NFP or? 
Sorry. Yes. Um, clarifying that. So NAPRO technology stands for natural procreative technology. Okay. Uh, so it's, it's a, uh, more of a medical surgical realm of natural family planning. Um, it was developed out of the Crichton method um, and Crichton University um, in Omaha. So again, another method of NFP that I'll get to when I, when we kind of open up and more dive more into NFP, but um, they, it was, it was created by a physician who um, takes the surgical road more commonly related to natural cycles or natural health and restoring fertility. Mm-hmm. So, so certain physicians can be trained in that um, medical management. Got it. So you mentioned a couple of things you, you mentioned uh, going through nursing nursing program and not really, you know, feeling like you you had it, had your hand head wrapped around healthcare. And then, and then it only took a personal experience to that. I, we always laugh, you know, I'm a father of three, three daughters. So, you know, talking about um, menstrual cycles at dinner time was pretty common, common knowledge. You know, we, we did that. That's just what, that's our house. So, we, you know, so the joke around here was always, your dad knows more about your menstrual cycle than you do. So, so anyway, so it's kind of, I have to kind of laugh a little bit when I, when I hear that, because it is, it is something that, um, that, you know, I think it's just briefly touched on really oftentimes in our, in our education, even in the, in the world of pharmacy school. So, yeah. Right. Right. And what a blessing for your family too, because it, you know, it's a, it's not a comfortable thing, but as you, you know, you having been in the health field and having daughters all around you and women all around you, that's, that's a great thing that, you know, and just, it, it's natural, right. And it's part of yeah. how God designed our bodies. So it's, it's great to talk about it for sure. Yeah. yeah. So you, you mentioned, um, uh, Creighton method. So there's a Creighton method and then you have a Marquette method. Are they, are they pretty similar or? Yeah. So yeah, going down that road of NFP, right. So NFP, I always explain to couples too, because I get a lot of people who email me and they're like, I want to practice NFP, but I don't even know where to start when they see that there's different methods. Um, so that's always the first thing I clarify. NFP is more, I, I use the analogy of like an umbrella term or a generic term, right? So then underneath that are more specific, uh, uh, methods. So Creighton is one, um, Marquette is one, you have the Billings method, FEM, there's multiple different methods. Um, some more, we'll say evidence-based or more modern, right? More currently researched than others. Um, but yet I also am very open to the conversation of couples or women, if they're just charting for health reasons, uh, you know, I'm more than happy to help them find a method that fits their lifestyle and their needs, you know, more individually than saying, well, I'm trained in Marquette. So that's what you should learn. Mm-hmm. But yes, Creighton is, um, and I guess the difference between all of these methods is their main, what they, what the method teaches is the main sign or symptom of fertility that that method observes and teaches you to chart. So Crichton, for example, there, it's always easy to compare these two because Crichton is simply a cervical mucus only method. So it teaches couples how to observe cervical mucus as their main sign of fertility. And then has, of course, a charting system to go with that to learn what's fertile, what's not fertile. Mm-hmm. Whereas Marquette then um, has is very is similar in this in the concept that yes, we still observe cervical mucus and the foundation and the science is all very similar or uh, all same there. But then in addition to cervical mucus, we add um, the component of testing urinary hormone levels. So wow. Marquette adds what we call just yes, um, hormonal testing. Well, so are you are you testing those like? A dipstick test 
Right. Yep. So Marquette uses a um, the, the monitor that they initially started about 15 years ago when they initially uh, researched and developed the, the method and the protocols. The monitor at that time that was um, most widely available and then used in their research is the clear blue fertility monitor. So that's the one that we recommend um, most often. Um, and that is a urinary, yes, urine test that you use a stick and you dip and test your urine each morning um, and then put it into a monitor. And the monitor gives you an objective reading as far as what your hormone levels are. Uh, specifically, it reads them as low, high, or peak. And then that bases it off of estrogen and LH readings. So the okay. two hormones the monitor reads are estrogen and LH or luteinizing hormone. Okay. And why are we, why are we... For the audience, why are we measuring those? Yeah, good <laughs> right, exactly. So they they're very important, right? So estrogen is um, one of the main hormones that starts kind of, we'll say, in the beginning half of of a woman's uh, menstrual cycle. Or estrogen is um, relating to a woman's menstrual cycle, right? You. Um, the goal of a cycle is to ovulate, release an egg, right? You have to have that, whether you're trying to get pregnant or not, the main objective of, or the main event of a menstrual cycle is ovulation. So that happens in a healthy, regular cycle that should happen somewhere in the middle of the cycle. So prior to that, the, um, we have everything from your brain to your ovaries, to your adrenal glands, a lot of that hormonal system working together to try to, uh, develop and mature an egg that is going to prepare for ovulation, right? So estrogen is one of those main hormones in that phase of the cycle when the egg is developing or maturing. So the, the cool thing, um, again, kind of just trying to keep it more at a simple, a simple level is the cool thing in that is then as your estrogen level is starting to increase in that beginning half of your cycle, as you're preparing for ovulation, the urine, the urine test is able to detect an increasing level of estrogen. Um, it has kind of a, a cool, algorithm and kind of, um, uh, incline in addition to its own thresholds, uh, to determine when that estrogen level is rising. And then it gives you a high reading. Therefore it means your fertility is high. You're approaching ovulation. And then LH is that second major hormone. Um, the luteinizing hormone, uh, the main job of that hormone is to really come in and just ovulate or ca cause the egg to release, um, or ovulate in the, in that middle part of the cycle. So when the LH hormone, um, is detected, that one's cool too. Cause when you see them on charts, estrogen is like a slow, gradual rise where LH is a very sharp spike. And we call, we often refer to it as an LH surge. Um, so when that hormone is detected, that correlates with ovulation occurring within 24 to 48 hours. Oh, wow. So it's pretty fascinating that you can detect that and, and really, really key in on when ovulation is about to occur. Wow. Yeah. Way more scientific than back in the day that, that I remember right. hearing about it. Right. So yeah, I like that. I like the fact that you do have, um, the ability to, to have a tool to track it and, uh, and it's not just an observational thing. Right. Right. And that's definitely one of the things I love to explain and help um, people where, again, wherever I meet them, whether it might be on the street or in the clinic, understand that when we taught, when I say NFP, that is, that is not the rhythm method that they maybe think it is or thought it was, or their parents or grandparents think it is. Um, that it's so much more, more um, updated scientific, right? The evidence behind this is what has just been fascinating to me and is really, like I said, from a personal and professional standpoint, um, just absolutely such a blessing, but, uh, but 
for health, for health and family. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so just to let the listeners know, the reason that I'm, I'm uh, visiting with Brittany today is uh, she was listening to one of our previous podcasts and um, a, a uh, statistic was thrown out there that she immediately, I don't know if immediately, but emailed me after she had listened to it and said, that's not correct. So, so talk, let's talk a little bit about statistics and, and uh, the Marquette method and NFP. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and that's by no fault of anybody's right. That this is just like a lot of stuff um, again in, in your world of, we'll say functional medicine, natural health supplements, like the, the evidence isn't going to be necessarily plastered, you know, across the OBGYN's office, right? This is, there's just because you don't see that when you first Google or you, or you talk to your doctor doesn't mean the evidence isn't there. Um, it's there. It is, I can, you know, again, I can cite all the research and, and it's not, it's not, it's current, right? So a lot of the Marquette, um, Marquette method and different studies, multiple different studies that have looked, have looked at different aspects um, of the method, Marquette method, whether we talk regular cycles, perimenopause, breastfeeding, um, and postpartum, there's a ton of research in that wrote that realm too. These are all current within the last, I'd say 10 to 15 years and ongoing. There's current research ongoing that I'm actually involved with as well with new technology. Um, so, so it's very, like I said, when I say evidence-based, that's what I mean. Um, and there are, there's a lot of great resources too. So one thing I'll, if listeners want to jot things down to, as we're talking, um, and a great resource for couples, if they're just like, I don't even know where to start, um, and what to look at. There's a website called facts. It stands for fertility appreciation collaboration to teach the science. So it's a long, but facts. And it's a, the website is factsaboutfertility.org. Um, and it's a great, very, um, obviously again, evidence-based resource that has come out of Georgetown University and Dr. Marguerite Duane, who is a great um, colleague too, and a, and a leading researcher and physician who is teaching um, and researching in the world of NFP. But that website has all of all the methods, all the scientific studies, statistics, all the things listed right there, really easy, easy to navigate. Um, so, so the statistics, right? So how, how well does it work? So I already mentioned like um, a lot of the, we'll say more common things that you might see, whether again, you're talking to other providers or, or just kind of doing a quick Google search, you're going to find evidence or you might find a statistic that is, that does not look very um, like, like it's something that you want to use, right? <laughs> Appealing. Uh, yeah. So there, those are still out there. And actually, uh, again, I won't go down that road too of why that's, why that's like it is, but there's old, there's older research. Um, you know, this isn't new. NFP isn't new. NFP has been around. We'll say, I think going back to like the sixties and seventies is when maybe it, some of this foundational research started to come out. Um, so obviously methods were different, the technology was different, right? And a lot of what we see maybe published, um, more commonly right now. And when I say published, meaning like a good example is the CDC, um, prior to the last couple of years, they would rate NFP and just clump it all together. So studies from way back when, all the methods, all the different studies, good, bad, whatever, they would clump it all in into one effectiveness rate and public and we'll say publish or state that, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't even remember what it, it was very poor. <laughs> we'll say very poor effectiveness, right? Uh, so that's what kind of still is trickling in and around um, some places. But again, if you dive deep into, let me look at the more current evidence 
And actually then the CDC now, like I said, in the last couple of years, the Centers for Disease Control um, has has updated their statistics. So now they actually have changed it to include a little bit more current research and have listed um, NFP methods as being um, more highly effective. I don't remember the exact statistic that they have, but they, so they're, they're slowly catching up to where the actual current science is. Um, but again, so speaking specifically to Marquette, um, the Marquette method, again, like I said, the Institute of NFP at Marquette University is so active in their research and on, and continuing to uh, work currently with research too. Um, their studies, their, their specific Marquette, we'll say there's multiple ones, but again, diving just, or just looking at, we'll say regular cycles, their studies um, go back to, let's say 2009 through 2015 to 17. There's a couple different, um, very high quality studies in there. And I guess what everybody wants to know is, well, how well does it work? So uh, some of the most common study, studies cited out of that time is that the Marquette method is nearly 98.4% effective in avoiding a pregnancy. Holy crow. That's incredible. It is. It is. And I like always pause when I say that to or teach that to couples, um, again, wherever, wherever they're coming from. And sometimes people are like, wow, like you, wow, that's amazing, right? When we look at the whole picture of um, avoiding a pregnancy, right? So not wanting to conceive, we obviously commonly think of, well, birth control with different birth control pills or IUDs or implants or whatever. And when you look at, at NFP in comparison, again, current studies, um, all the contraceptive methods, it's right there, up there, right up there as effective, if not more effective than a birth control pill. Um, more effective than condoms for sure, right? Um, IUDs are maybe a like in that 98 to 99% effectiveness <clears throat> rate, but nothing's 100%. So 98.4% effective is about as good as it gets. That is, that's incredible. So that that's pertaining now to the Marquette method. Are, are other methods similar to that in their statistics? Yeah, I, I off the top of my head, I don't know each method's statistics um, and best, you know, the studies that um, probably best describe that. But yes, I would, I can speak for, um, again, some of the more, we'll say more research or evidence-based like Crichton, for example, it has a ton of evidence behind that as well, um, which is going to be right up there close to that um, Billings method. They're all going to be, be close, right? But I would say Marquette, there's for ad, for different reasons, right? You look at adding the technology piece, um, different method or different protocols, like I mentioned, breastfeeding and perimenopause, even with irregular cycles, uh, they've looked at kind of all of those different areas as well. And uh, so I can, you know, I can only kind of quote and speak specifically for Marquette being in that range of 98.4, yeah. So 98.4, that's <laughs> incredible, yeah. I, I would have not guessed that, but um... it is. And there, one other resource too, that I would point out, because sometimes that's hard too. And I, even when I was just kind of looking to kind of, you know, update my, my studies as well, it gets confusing when a lot of other uh, research is stated differently, right too. So there's going to be failure rates and perfect use and typical use and all those different terminal research terminology. Um, so be cautious when you're looking at those two, because sometimes that can be misleading, um, whether, you know, whatever you're reading, right. Misleading in any direction. Mm -hmm. uh, a great resource too, is actually a colleague of mine. She's written some really great articles, really breaking that down. What does it mean when you say
for a percent effective in avoiding or a 2% failure rate, right? What does that exactly mean? With some great visuals, um, Louise Boychuk, her website is, is Vite, V-I-T-A-E, fertility. She's professional as well and a great colleague um, and does just a really good job of, of, like I said, breaking that down and explaining the statistics more wow. thoroughly. Wow. Um, so, so what do you, so as now we're going to take your uh, NFP slash NP hat. And so what do you, what are you doing for, for women that are struggling to get pregnant? Because this obviously is, an, is a great tool to help with that as well. So what, like what kind of uh, treatments or what, what are you doing for those women? Yeah. Um, that's a big that, question. <laughs> it is, that is a big question too. And I guess um, I should clarify that as well too. Speaking um, just kind of more independently from myself as an NFP instructor, not necessarily speaking on the behalf of CHI, um, but that is, that's a part of, yeah, how I practice, right? Is helping couples in and women in problem here. So charting, that's one of the first things that if somebody comes in and they're like, well, I don't know, I can't get pregnant or I don't know, I have an irregular cycle or whatever they come in with. Um, the first thing we were, I, I really encourage them to do is like, well, let's get this down, whether you're charting on paper or an app. Um, I say app cautiously because <laughs> that can get a little, you know, there's a million apps out there. So I, I really try to, um, guide them to using some that are a little bit more, we'll say effective or, um, scientific, right. But, um, that's the first thing is helping couples understand or women understand a foundation of their cycle and their menstrual cycle health and their natural health, how it's, how it's supposed to be functioning. Um, not just ovulation, but what happens before, what happens after, um, and then how you feel physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, how it's all connected to your mental health, to your gut, um, to your bone health, right. That's laying that groundwork, uh, is really something I find that just no matter what they're coming in with, we have to focus on, um, stress management. We, we talked a little bit about that just with like all of us, right. In life. And so a big chunk of our conversations, um, both, like I said, in a medical evaluation or in, we'll say just NFP instruction outside of a clinic is, is that educational piece. Um, so when couples and women understand, their cycles and what the goal is right in, in that hormonal balance and health and overall how they feel, then we can work together to, to find a plan. So sometimes that might involve, um, like I said, diving really deep into nutrition or diving really deep into exercise, over-exercising or adding a little bit. And we try to work together on where we can find, um, baby steps, right. To, to improving our lifestyle. Um, and then obviously like the same thing, I guess, within the nutrition realm though, is more of the supplemental. So supplements, quality supplements, um, to try to help and support again, whatever the individual will say, maybe broken link. Sometimes I, I talk about that in, in the big picture of hormones and cycles, it's confusing and it's complex. So again, that's why I spend so much time educating because, um, fortunately or unfortunately, sometimes doing a ton of blood work can be really helpful, but sometimes it's not, and we're not, um, we use it to try to just kind of put pieces of the puzzle together and then guide the inner, the plan. So again, supplements or lifestyle pieces to support maybe where we find a little bit of a broken link or missing piece. Sure. So it's a hard, I can't say it, you know, individual or specifically like, what do you do or what do you use? Um, it's really just so individualized, but that foundation is just, I think is definitely where the most work 
for everybody, uh, including myself, right? Always needs to be focused on. And then the goal is that with a, just a little bit of, of whether I said support, sometimes prescription, sometimes um, supplements, a little bit of that support can just go so far if we have the foundation stuff together. Yeah. Why is lifestyle management so dang hard, huh? <laughs> yeah. Eating, yeah. Rest, getting rest, exercising, all those things are just, they're, they're the hardest thing to uh, really get people to do and make change in them too. So yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's, it seems kind of silly. And like a lot of times we we're at the end of a, a visit again, I'm speaking to both places, whether that's in the clinic or out. Um, and, you know, actually a lot of times what I'm teaching nurse practitioners students as well is that, um, that, that deep conversation and in connection and relationship with patients or clients and just speaking just to that, when I say just, I say nutrition, exercise, lifestyle, right? That seems like you can kind of throw that aside, but really when you dive deep into that, um, that, that can be such a big conversation and such an important conversation. And it's, it's really neat when you can, when I feel like I can relate to the couple or, or, or woman in front of me and, uh, just kind of break it down. Right. Sometimes you just need that friend or that ear, um, that extra, that extra heart <laughs> understanding life is hard. Uh, and it's challenging and there's women, especially mothers, wives, working women, um, and couples together, you know, obviously as a team, there's, I find it's just so fascinating and, and, and I love it. I love the, the, um, just sitting down relating and talking through a lot of that stuff. And we go, we can get really far doing that, even just that. Yeah. So, you know, as we kind of wrap things up a little bit here, um, do you, do you, do you have the capability to do, do virtual visits with patients? Do you have that capability? Yeah, I do. We do, um, um, both. So virtual is great, right? Obviously like coming out of, out of the COVID world, um, it's been a, it's been a blessing maybe that came from that, but yet I'm the person that I think I would, I feel like most people agree that in-person is always going to be, um, be ideal or preferred, but yes, we do have the capability both in the clinic with CHI to do virtual visit, virtual visits, um, as well as if, if somebody is looking for maybe more of just NFP instruction or Marquette instruction and wanting just to work outside of the clinic, Initially, um, that is, I also do virtual instruction and meeting that way too. Okay. How do people get a hold of you? Sure. Um, so CHI St. Alexis in Mandan again is the, is the clinic that I am at. So you can contact that clinic there. Um, or again, like I said, if sometimes if you just have questions and maybe you don't know that sometimes you don't know if you need medical evaluation or not, I am um, willing and open to sharing my email address um, just for those initial questions, or again, if you're like, oh, I absolutely want it, want just NFP Marquette instruction, um, then just contact me via email. Perfect. All right. So one of the, one of the questions I like to to ask um, providers when I have them on here is like, what what one nugget of information would would you have uh, patients do today that you think could significantly improve their health overall? Yeah. What a great question. And what nugget, I don't know. I have a, <laughs> how to simplify that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, to one, one nugget of, of information to help simplify or improve their health. Right. Um, I think one of the first things that comes to my mind is that 
It's something, whether again, wherever you're at, whether it's a single young female that is not understanding their cycle, um, or they just, you know, I have these conversations a lot too, where a, a woman comes in and, and they're just like, I don't know, I don't have a cycle. I'm so afraid of what this means and what, you know, what is happening with my body. I'm, I'm afraid to find out. Um, on the flip side of that, when, whether married couples or um, women approaching perimenopause, their life, you know, it's tough, right? When you have hormone issues, it's tough, challenging in many, many ways. So when I think of that, one of the first things that I think that comes to my mind is don't let that fear hold you back and hold you back from what, right? So it's, it's everything from finding some, but finding a healthcare team, right? Um, whether that's as a nurse practitioner, as an NFP instructor, as a pharmacist, as a, you know, physical therapist, right? These teams are essential. Um, so again, I guess going back to that, don't let the fear of, of really jumping in and taking those just initial steps to improving your health. And then that's kind of generic, but it, but women's health is big. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so I say that often because it, it's just taking those initial steps and finding a provider and that healthcare team who's going to listen um, and really just relate and um, not, not make you feel crazy, <laughs> know that your symptoms are true, how you feel is true. And then helping you together again on a, on that personal relatable level, helping you decide together what those next steps are going to be. Um, and then break it down and, and make a step, make a plan and um, go from there. Great advice. Love it. Yeah. Getting that healthcare. I actually wrote an article in the paper. I write an article every week in the paper here. And I wrote about uh, putting together your healthcare team and what that what that's going to look like is, mm-hmm. you know, for me as an aging person, but even for a younger person, what that's going to look like as well. So right. Right. Yeah. And that, and then that, that cycle within that team, right. Understanding just the, the hormone connection to the whole body. And that's why I say it's a team because it's not just one nurse practitioner or one pharmacist who's going to change, change and improve your health. You need that team because the hormones affect the whole body. So charting your cycle, understanding your menstrual you know, hormones um, and cycle is such a powerful tool in all of those ways. Um, everything from physically, mentally, like I said, spiritually, emotionally, it just has such a beautiful impact on the whole body. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks a ton for taking taking the time out of your busy schedule to visit with me today. I appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners are going to um, enjoy hearing hearing what you have to say about NFP. It's great. So um, if you've made it this far into the podcast, your reward is 25% off a supplement of your choice using the code. You got your own code here, Brittany Kudrin, a podcast. Uh, for telephone and in-person orders at the pharmacy. So once again, thanks a bunch. I, I appreciate you taking the time. So absolutely. Um, Thank you for inviting me on. Yeah. And as always, be vigilant about your health. As always, be vigilant about your health.